1: Watch us, love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Fresh and Fourier on WEEI. It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft.
2: Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, don't
1: worry. I got the rules plate. People get out of our way.
2: Au revoir, have a good game.
1: Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to dry? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI.
3: Oh, let's talk to Razor about the Bruins here to kick off Hour 2 of Gresham Foyer. Brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food. By John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. And by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's frank it up. Our guy Andrew Raycroft is with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, good morning.
2: Good morning, fellas. How we doing?
3: Uh, you were impressive last night. The sneakers looked good. Uh <laughs> Sophia oh, you actually watched. Dude you did so- watch. Sophia couldn't pronounce her own name at one point. Uh <laughs> and Jaffe looked like a million bucks, you know. He uh uh he's always got the tailored suits, right? You know, I mean there's nothing that you can do about it unless you're gonna invest a ton of money. Otherwise it's the matching sets. That's
2: right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we make a good team. We make a good team.
3: No question, and the Bruins are not just a good team. They're a great team. They win 4-1 last night, and Razor, I thought the first 30 minutes were different than the second 30 minutes. Did you see it that way?
2: I did, yeah, no question. They were – Islanders came out hard. They needed to. They blow, They had blown a 3 nothing lead against Washington at home a couple days ago, and they're, they're desperate. They are a desperate team to try and get into this Eastern Conference playoffs. They played, like, at the first half of the game. And the Bruins kind of rope-a-dope them a little bit. I think we're going to see a lot of games like this the second half of the season where the the Bruins almost have to get punched in the mouth a couple times to realize or to get get into the fight. And it's going to be nights like that where they they can hang around. Lena Solmark, big saves as usual. Uh, Just a ho-hum 24-2-1 record for him. But, no, they, they turned it up in the second. They got a little bit more intensity. And, and, of course, the scoring power play goals the way they did last night helps as well.
3: All right. So, I think uh, – I'm, I'm assuming you saw the post game. you heard all the sound and you had a chance to listen to Linus Olmark, you know, talk last night after the game. just want to make sure you saw that. I did. Okay. So, there's – there so. unless, you, unless you had – No, no. Scoop. No, no, no. It was something that kind of like, you know – like yeah, it kind of intrigued me as far as I feel like he finally admitted like how stressful the season is becoming. He talked about you know the stress of it. I'm paraphrasing. He talked about uh, you know not being satisfied and how tough it is week in week out. After a hundredth win, I'm, I'm curious like if you you know read into the same thing.
2: It, it was really insightful um, because and and I've I've I think about this with this team in general and being in that position have played that position, having a couple times in my career, not enough. Cause I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys hey. but a <laughs> few times. I did go on runs where you really feel it. And you go nine and one, you go 10 and one. Um, and, but what creeps in is, is a game like last night where you give up one and you're just, ah, tonight's not my night. It's easy to, it's easy to be okay with losing one or two when you have the record that he does personally as a goaltender. It's easy to to chalk it up as a a night off and uh it's not going my way and that that it takes a lot of mental fortitude, a lot of mental toughness to go into each game like you're 0 and 5 in your last 5 games rather than 20 and 0 in your last 20 games. And I thought that was insightful. I thought him talking about it was was right. That's how I would feel about yeah. it. It is hard. It is stressful and it's hard to, to continue that. And I think that just shows where this group is at. And he talked about accountability from Brad Marshawn when he feels like maybe uh, he, he's not into it on, on a certain practice and, and someone's there to, Hey, wake up, let's go. We're still going. And there's guys throughout that entire room that's doing that to each other and they're accepting it. That's the big thing. They're all accepting it.
3: Andrew Raycroft with us on the Harbor One Hotline here with Gresham Fourier. I want to follow up on that comment that Linus made about Marshan. Does that sort of wane as the season goes on? Can it just be one person who is the guy that kind of whips Linus up when he needs to? Or does that, you know, does that kind of run out of gas towards the end of the season?
2: Well, it it would if it was one. I don't I I believe there's probably fifteen of those guys
3: in the room if
2: not all 20 of them and that's what made them so great in the first half and that what that is what it doesn't concern me about complacency we've talked a lot about it right a couple months ago we were worried about complacency i think it's pretty obvious that this team isn't going into a lull they're they're, you know again they're gonna they're probably still gonna lose a couple games in a row at some point but they're not gonna go into a lull mentally where they think they've got the stanley cup in their pocket and they've already plan what they're going to do with it in the summer there there's none of that with this group and and yes if it was just brad marshall but we know it's not just brad it's patrice it's nick bolino it's charlie mcavoy it's brandon carlos so all of these guys combined and, and i i i mentioned it on the post game last night and and you guys know this as well that you can have teams like that but you can also get on each other's nerves like not every team can have accountability because even if you're winning all the games, you'll get annoyed by people calling you out, and you'll get you'll get aggravated by these guys, and that can wear out by the end of the year. But, again, with this group, they're accepting it, and, and they're embracing that accountability.
3: All right, so we're talking to Andrew Raycroft and Razor. I heard uh, Mike Milbury this morning on the Greg Hill Show mention uh, he said that last night the, uh, the Bruins reminded him of old-school Russian hockey. I- ah! <laughs> Can you explain what that means and how it relates to the Bruins? Or is that just some old guy term that nobody remembers? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> and I'll do respect, though. I'll do respect. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you follow it up with that. Yeah. <laughs> and just so I can um, insult you and say, I'll do respect. I'll do respect.
2: <laughs> Bless your heart. Bless you your heart. Yeah, from yeah it, what does it, it
3: mean?
2: You, <laughs> you it. it means that they're playing as a five man unit and. We saw both goal. The first two goals in the second period last night, and the what he, the Russians came over and they, they played as a five-man unit. They didn't have three lines. They had five players. That was their that was their lineup. And the D would jump, and they would be forwards, and the forwards would come back and play D. And that's where the Bruins weak side wing weak side D man has got mm-hmm. into the offense in a big way. Uh, Forbert comes down. He pokes in a rebound as the weak side D last night. Grizzlick comes down, gets a rebound, goes back around the net, passes it out to McAvoy. Saturday night, Grizzlick shoots from the game-winner with 1.16 left against Toronto. The weak side D again. Same thing, Grizzlick goal against Philly. So what he means is the weak side D is getting very, very active. And we talked a lot about Montgomery wanting the D to be more active and that's where we're really seeing it right now. They're really using that weak side D to create offense and keep offensive zone opportunities. So I believe that is what Mike means by using a five-man unit. Not really. There's no real position at times for the Boston Bruins right now in the offensive zone. It's it's a big rotation.
3: Uh, Derek Forbert had a pretty good night last night. Uh, it, what stands out about his game to you, if anything?
2: He's just he, he's just so consistent and is so comfortable in his role as a defensive. Shut down guy that can jump in and, and try and create some offense or some havoc offensively by, you know, he's a, he's a big guy, but he can skate. He can get into the play, and he's doing a good job making that one good breakout pass, jumping into the rush, and playing really well defensively. So he's been nails all season. Really impressive from Derek.
3: So, um, two things for me. I'm, I'm, I'm noodling on a new segment. I would like to introduce to you, just you, Razor, since you're, a, okay. you're our a, a Canadian correspondent. Oh boy! So earlier, earlier the week we were talking about Pasternak and his, uh, in his, uh, salary. We had two different guys from Canada use the word progress. One was progress, and the other guy said it progress. Progress. As a Canadian, how, what is the correct way to say that word? Uh, progress progress okay go. all right so all it's right. a canadian thing it's a canadian thing all right. all right good the other one the see look if we can noodle on a segment like canadian things that we yeah. don't understand oh, we got, what's the canadian lot, yeah. version of bless your heart <laughs> yeah that's a good one too <laughs> <laughs> maybe just f you bless your heart yeah uh, it's like a, well, that's a tough one it's like a polite way of saying go f yourself right. you're an idiot <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right? Hey, you hoser uh, is that it it may it, maybe that's it do people still say hoser up there no, no,
2: I've never said the word hoser ever in my life. The I've movie. never said the word.
3: The movie Strange <laughs> Blue yes, is Strange forever. Brew. I, I already peed I out the fire. It. it was fantastic. <laughs>
2: That is. Those guys are. Those guys are legendary Canadians. But I don't know where they came
3: up with that. Do they make you watch that in elementary school? Is that like? (laughs) Is that like mandatory? Uh, You got to watch it by like sixth grade to be able to get out of elementary. What do you mean?
2: We don't have elementary school. Oh yeah, how does it work up there? We just cut trees down. Yeah, that's it. (laughs)
3: <laughs> by hand or by a uh, chainsaw? See, no, now we're going no, deep no, no. into See, no, <laughs> I no, feel like no. there's a it's segment here. There's a- we have the yeah, table trunk. Hand. I feel like we should <laughs> add Canadian things we don't understand. He was a great hockey player, so they like waved. You were a great hockey player, so they waved the you have to kill a bear by 12th grade to <laughs> yes. be able to graduate. <laughs> you got to go into the woods by yourself with, with your bare hands. Right? Well, with I- the-, that- the knife in your mouth.
2: That's why I played hockey cuz yeah, you either play hockey or you have to go hunt bear. That's, ah.
3: that's how it works for <laughs> Um okay, I guess the last serious question, a hockey question I have for you is another thing that I saw Montgomery talk about. I couldn't hear the question that the reporter asked him, but he went into this he's like, "Oh, you know, um, you know, nobody talks about uh, you know, the the way he sees the puck. He just he, he's he's so I can't remember the words. He is how, how well he plays the puck was what he said. I wasn't really sure what, what he was referencing. Obviously, you know, that's, that's it could be a broad question, but as a former goalie, what was he talking about?
2: In, it, it was regards to Linus, I assume? Yeah, it was in regards to Linus, yeah. yeah. I would assume he's talking – so Linus did a little spinorama last night. I'm sure someone asked Montgomery about that. And just talking about playing the puck, and both goaltenders have gotten much better compared to last season. And – one of it's confidence. A lot of it's confidence. The goaltender coming out of his net, playing the puck, stopping it, being aggressive that way. A lot of it's when you feel real good about yourself in the net and making saves. But it's really helping the D break out of the zone. The Bruins last night, they, Almark they, got out, stopped a few pucks, broke it out real easily, where maybe last season not so much. And against a hard four-checking team like an Islanders, like a Washington Capitals, those plays, those extra shifts where you can get out of the zone a little quicker are are a big deal. So I I would assume he's just talking about how well Linus and Jeremy Swayman, for that matter, have done a really nice job improving on that puck handling and it's helping out the the entire team.
3: Uh, (laughs) Razor, who gets the tickle trunk treatment this week? (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's your nerd that, that, moment. That's your nerd, nerd moment. moment. Yeah, dude, it's it's it's. <laughs> look, listen, I'm learning. something. every time I talk to you, I learn something.
2: <laughs> um, I, I'm going Derek Forbert, and you kind of. I, I wasn't going to let you guys take that away from me this time because last week I think you got me on Smitty, and I, I brought it up. But Derek Forbert's my guy this week. He's been he's absolutely nails. Um, I talked about him scoring the goal, getting down in the offense a little bit, but. His ability on the PK, uh, the, the, the 10 games he missed, I think the PK dropped down to like 76%. When he's in the lineup, it's 91%. Now, you can fudge stats all the time. I think that does hold some truth in how good he is. He's the first guy over every time. His ability to block shots, get in the lanes, use his big body is very, very important to this team. I think he's understated and he's going in the tickle trunk for what he does on a nightly basis for the Bruins and for both goaltenders especially.
3: Quickly, I know we normally end on tickle trunk, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Tonight's matchup in Manhattan against the Rangers, how do you see that tonight?
2: Rangers are much better than the Islanders, especially offensively. Um, So the Bruins are going to have that PK. They're going to have to stay out of the box, too. The, the power play from the Rangers is, is deadly. Uh, Zibanejad, Panarin, Kreider in front, Fox on the back end. So, and then uh, they've got to get touched on that. Shisterkin's one of the best goaltenders in the league as well. So it's a, it's a much better test. I don't think the Islanders are that good. I think the Rangers are a good team and a team that has high hopes come playoff time. So the uh, Bruins are going to have to tighten things up and get off to a better start tonight in Manhattan.
3: Razor, great stuff. We appreciate you, friend. Thank you. Hopefully you make progress and progress all (laughs) this week. We'll we'll talk to you next week.
2: make sure for you, you do some Canadian research. and I'm have doing a it for me next
3: week. Yes, All right. I feel like I feel All like right. I'm just I learn. I'm just I'm so happy I'm <laughs> experiencing this. Razor's word of the day. There we go. <laughs> I love it, you, brother. It. We appreciate. It. We'll talk to you soon. There goes our buddy, Andrew Raycroft with us on the uh, Harbor One hotline. Um, there is something from Tom Curran that we need to revisit from our conversation on Tuesday. We'll get to that next. and, Playing overseas, if
0: you're an NFLer, we will ask Christian Fourier about that. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month.
1: New iPhone 15s? It's better over
0: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with autopay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without autopay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward.
1: Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Gresh and Poirier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app and take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Can.
0: Do you have a quarterback? Do you have a culture? Do you have an ownership who's committed to winning? Um, Do you have a head coach who knows what he's doing and understands situational stuff and understands what good football is? Yeah,
3: the Patriots have all those things. Do they have some money to spend? Yep. Do you have a top 15 draft pick? Yep. You should be encouraged because all you have to do is put that square peg in the square hole that is Bill O'Brien in the offensive coordinator spot and back to 11 wins. To 11 wins with Bill O'Brien. This this gets into something that you said the other day, Foyer. 1023, Gresham Foyer here with you. Your lunchtime parlay coming up in a little over 20 minutes from now. Foyer's out of this one today. We're back to the three-leg parlay for you for the lunchtime parlay. Foyer, you mentioned something about, uh, it's really a baseball term in a lot of ways, wins Above replacement, yes, and war. I feel like yes. I Is feel Bill like it, O'Brien's War a plus three? Yes, absolutely. I go back. I, I remember, like, the first time I thought about this, just used it to think about f- football. Was when Brady went to the Tampa Bay Bucks. You had an unbelievable defense. You had a lots. You had lots of stars and lots of just weapons on offense, high end talent. But your quarterback was just a disaster, so you couldn't win any more than seven games. Eight games on a good day. So, what did Brady give you? He gave you three or four games above the guy that used to play that position. So, I think you can use that, I guess, that philosophy, that war stat, and use it in football. Mike, uh, what do you got? Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. You win eight games. So, what you, and then you go back and you look at the games that you lost and you look at the reasons why. So, Joe Judge comes in. If you still handle you your defense, he's three wins above replacement. He's a plus three. Maybe a, Plus two and a half. But based on what I think they can accomplish with him, it's plus three. Well, and I think so. it's 11 wins. And I think being a little bit reasonable about it, look at some of the times this season where they couldn't finish a game and would have maybe put him at 10. Raider game, obviously, yeah, easily, right? Cincinnati, Cincinnati at the end of that game as well. You know, I would even say Miami, opening day. Well, opening day, your first, your second series, not you couldn't pick up a damn blitz, and it gave him right. seven points. So I just feel like that is significant. And I would say, even if I am an owner, if I own the Chargers, if I own any of these teams that are close but never quite doing it, like the Chargers wins above replacement with Staley. If you bring a Sean Payton, I think it's a plus two. Legitimately plus two. Just And then I feel like you get out of the first round. And then you can you can actually use that same stat for a postseason record. Mm-hmm. I mean, because right now you can't you now you finally got to the playoffs if you're the Chargers, but you can't you can't win a game even though you have a twenty seven point lead. It's amazing you can't pile on. So yeah, I'm ease. I'm on board with this one hundred percent. If you just leave everything the same, you don't bring any significant you know offensive weapon or number one, you're still plus three. For me, you are. Are you still uh, bearish? On even if Bill O'Brien comes here getting something out of Johnu Smith. Man, I've almost given up on him. Cause if you're Bill O'Brien, in a way, don't you kind of look at him as like that's a reclamation project. That's, that's a, a, a fixer upper? That yeah. Yes, a fixer upper. What a great way of putting yeah. it. That you know what? I'm gonna get something out of that guy. Hmm. Cause think about it. If you could get Johnu Smith to twenty five catches and 400 yards and a couple of touchdowns, and you bring Hunter Henry back to life and get him more towards eight, nine touchdowns, 600 yards, maybe 50 catches on the year, something like that. Wouldn't you look at that as a success if you can get that out of John O'Smith if would you're be Bill amazing. O'Brien? That would be amazing. But is 75 catches Ooh, over a, a 17-game season for two tight ends that unreasonable to ask? I think it's it's it should be your floor. That's oh, what it should be. With those two, uh, were I guess are we? Should we call them high end? Supposedly high end talent. I still think Hunter Henry is high end talent. He should catch fifty on his own. Well, that's I mean again if on it's his own seventy five between the b- between the two. If if one gets twenty five and the other gets fifty, you're kind of there. But you know there was a time where, and I get it, it's Gronk, but still. When you think of the way play action is working now in the NFL, middle of the field, and the fact that you should be able to get mismatches with those guys. See, that to me has been a massive part of this season that I never was able to understand. You have two guys that are supposed to be pieces that you can move around and create matchups with, and Matt Patricia did none of that, even if, like you said, just on a base floor. You would think that Bill O'Brien would be able to take those guys and do more with them, therefore opening up the offense for maybe some of your more average To me, 50 catches, it's like just right around three catches per game. That's a flat route. It's a check down. Those are the easy ones. You're padding your stats. Now we're talking about third down conversions. We're talking about situational football. That, to me, red zone opportunities. You should at least three should be the floor. If you just and that's why I'm saying like with Hunter Henry, it's 50 catches that should be the floor for him. If you're not throwing him the ball five times a game, I think you got a problem. Mm-hmm. You telling me with 60 plays? I don't know what's the average. You got 50 plays? We just saw it <laughs> that they have the problem. They yeah. can't get the guy the ball. You just got You got to create it. And I'm telling you, there's so many easy ways, especially on. Forget about third down. I would throw it to him on first down regularly. If I have. Um, Call it ten possessions. Every possession out of those ten possessions, I'm throwing him the ball on first down. unless three out of the ten. Absolutely, it's too easy. It's 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 too easy, and there's so easy for you to get a quick four yards, five yards. There's so many options and opportunities. Jono Smith is the interesting one because, I mean, is he's such a depressed asset that if that if you look at him as a fixer upper, and you go, how do we kind of how do what do how do we get something out of this guy? That's mm-hmm. all I want to know. How do I how do I dress him up, where he, we can get something out of him? And I just it's part of me just goes like, he had one really good year. He's Tarzan, but he's Jane, right? So he looks he looks jacked with his shirt off. He's impressive he's looking. So, oh my god, I can't take my eyes off of him. And then you go, yeah, I mean, he's an okay blocker. He's nothing crazy. It's like you have to like you know create plays to get him open. He can't really win on his own. He can't find the voids. He takes the bad angle. he It's like he fights the ball sometimes. To me, there's there's a problem there. So you put him in the backfield. That's what Bill was talking about when they signed him, right? They kept talking about what an athlete was. Oh, the guy was playing tailback. And he had one unbelievable play. Right. But it was a gimmick. And it's it was also two offenses in two years for him as well. So and didn't show up in the offseason on the first one, was in the offseason yeah. here and all that. So it'll be interesting. I mean, Kern threw that in there and it was just kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. From eight to eleven just because of uh just because of the OC. Did you happen to see Mac Jones actually use his Instagram page? No. Was this his so... What did he say? Mac Jones put a photo up. It was kind of like end of the season, you know, hey. Hi, but he also Mac. But he also put a thing on there that said if, and then it was kind of like dot, 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 right? And then his teammates reacted. Now, if is a poem, I do believe, or a really? saying that his father taught him and that his father learned when he played in Wimbledon in the late 70s. Ooh. So it's tied into poem, axiom, whatever you want to call it. Okay. A saying, what is right? it supposed to reference? Well, What's the message? It's a, um, I can find it because my... that's not important. It was that his dad showed him that. he. But there were a bunch of Patriot players who responded to this Devontae Parker, Christian Barmore, Damian Harris, guys like that who all were like, you're my dog, you're my guy, 100, all that. And well, Mac was kind of responding I know what it to means. What does it mean? All right. you, I can't believe you did this to me. Well, you no, give me this and I don't know what it thing. means. No, what is more important is do those people reacting to Mac positively tell us that this group has not checked out on him or is that just – the modern player being nice in responding to an Instagram post. Hmm. There's like, a lot of, there's a lot of like, I got you, dog. There's a lot of like, oh, wait, 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 we're in this together, homie. All right, here it is. If is a 19th century poem okay. from uh, Rudyard Kipling. Oh, mm-hmm. I, hello, Rudyard Uh, and basically it is, it's really about perseverance. Uh, Oh, can I just give you that? That's all I need. That's all I need. So there you go. Cause if I clip and send it to you, try to read it right now. You'll go shiny red ball on me and be be lost. Speaking with. No, we're not going down that road. Uh, Hello. If my aunt had a beard, she'd be my uncle. If. No, there's a lot of ifs, right? No, it's the, uh, here. and yet, don't look too good, nor talk too wise. And there's more, but we'll yeah. lose people. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the old the old Caddyshack uh, poem when he's, like, christening his boat. road has got you down, and, and you're <laughs> up against it. <laughs> you can smile. And he, like, breaks the, mm. tries to, you know. Hit the champagne bottle, and it breaks the dinghy. Uh, I'll the have digging. a hamburger. I'll have a hot dog. You'll have nothing I'm it. Anyway. Okay, so I get it. I get it now, right? There's uh, cryptic uh, messages sent that only his teammates understand. So uh, he's fine. clearly shared it in the locker room, and I thought I saw somewhere where maybe it was, like, printed up in his locker or whatever. Hmm, okay. But the fact that people are responding to it, is that – I, I don't know how you read that. I, I would, would say, say it mean to me, this is the the big picture with him for me the entire year is I gave him a pass on everything that he did, all the the all the public outbursts, the waving off Bill and or Matt, or whoever he was talking to, where every other you know former quarterback, older guy said how terrible that was. I was like, all right, tough guy. You, now you're 23 years old. You know what the hell you're doing. You know how this thing is supposed to look. You got this dope yelling and chirping in your ear constantly, making it more challenging to do your job. Because mm-hmm. all I want to do is my job. I don't want to do it well, right? Isn't that the whole stupid saying, do your job? Like I don't want to do it well. That's what no, Nobody adds that part because it's understood. It's a given. Do it well. So to me, of course, he, that was a, probably the most challenging year because he had to keep his mouth shut. And he couldn't complain, and he couldn't bitch, and he couldn't moan. And even when he did it slightly, slightly, people ripped him for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you haven't earned the right to bitch and complain. What have you won? Dude, I'm the I'm the starting quarterback of an NFL freaking franchise. I'm the CEO of the team. The buck stops with me. Like, like, look what are at, we doing? He can look at his guy and be like, well, dude, you ain't made the playoffs as a head coach. Now you're going to tell me? It's like that... I- the whole thing, I can understand it from the Mac end. It's really amazing to me, though, that there is half fan narrative of the guy's not worth investing in, and yet his teammates never stopped playing for him, and they rally around the guy. What is because deep down they know how effed this year was. I would say, when it's all said and done, when they actually, when when all these guys that leave and they're actually, because you know, guys will leave. Let's imagine Agalord leaves. He goes to another team. Someone will ask him about the experience that he had last year with Matt Patricia. We'll see how honest he will be. I was just saying, do you think he'll be honest? Well, we'll see. It depends uh, because there are some guys that are disgruntled. They don't feel like they were used right. Um, He has no business bitching and complaining because all the balls that he coughed up and Mm -hmm. dropped, okay, he's just keeping his mouth shut because he was part of the problem, not the solution. But uh, they will all say, they will probably all admit, like, man, it was an adventure every single day. Yep. It was an adventure we just we just try to keep our head down and just stay positive. Well, you just that's what all players say, dude. It was like we had no choice. We weren't in control. We knew he was, you know, overmatched and out of his element, and we just tried to do the best we could. Hey, how many times did you guys roll your eyes when he called a play? Well, he never saw it. <laughs> right. I was I was yeah. and he wouldn't have seen Aguilar because Aguilar was probably on the sideline. Yeah, I just I just feel like that'll be the story that you hear when these guys finally open up about how, and I don't think they will because I do still think that they look at Matt as like, not like a, you know, not like a sucker, but just, you know, like charity a, case. Yeah. It's like, Oh, why are we going to pick uh, on the kill? Why are we picking on him? I'll tell you who. I don't why think will hold that? back. He's once, too easy. One, unless he comes back. Isaiah wins. You think he's the most disgruntled out of all of them? Well, I think he's the guy who might be willing to speak the most because he's finally out of, he's finally away from the sort of verbal cage that they put you in. He'll be able to speak freely, really, for the first time in his NFL life. And That's it was too. pretty evident that he was frustrated. You know what I think it may be? What's that? Trent Brown. If he goes. Yeah, if he goes. This would be a fun game. This would be a good little wager to have, okay? Depending on who leaves, who's the first to chirp? Because I can only think of a couple guys that really went all in. Cassius Marsh is like a real one that I use as oh. an example. He just, he used to have, he just, when he went to San Francisco, he went all in on bitching and complaining about Bill and how they used him. And it wasn't you like he proved him wrong. You don't know PR. I <laughs> yeah. know PR. Stacy James yeah. should have just slapped him I right know. across the face. It's amazing. And that, there haven't been that many. Oh no, left Asante after he got out of the league.
1: But Definitely. it was
3: after he got out. Yes, because he oh, wanted that's his true. kid to get drafted too before he started squawking. That's true. He, well. knows, the, he knows the deal. Yeah. Hey, I want to hit because uh it was announced uh late last night, early today. The Patriots are going to play one of their nine home games this year in Germany. No, I'm not going. Because <laughs> the a thing Fourier was you know, all on. You know, you know, you know, Gray's getting a jet. Huh? hop on that jet we great. can hop on that jet great be there in what eight hours yeah that's what we need <laughs> eight hours in a flying death tube with farting wiggy that'd be fantastic <laughs> courtney sucking down uh did xanax oh, or whatever yeah. to, oh, keep, yeah. her, to it keep, out. keep her from right calm. exactly <laughs> poor thing and they were torturing her today yeah. too but seriously it is uh nine home games this year the guess is that the international game will be against Kansas City because the patriots and Kansas City both have as i guess granted by the nfl international rights let's call it okay. that's sort of their international market which leads to this question did you play in an international game i did where i don't really call it it really it technically i guess it is international cuz you got to go through customs i played in vancouver well that's America's hat. I that's, mean that's it's a foreign country. It. it was like a preseason game and it was so silly. We went up there when I played for Seattle play cuz it was in so close. BC place or something like that. I don't like remember. That, it was a it dome. Was? It was a it was like I forget and I remember it was such a crappy stadium. It was in Calgary, was it? it? It was in Vancouver. South. It was like close. It was like an hour. It was such Hang a short on. flight. Um yeah, we played in Vancouver. There's got to be a stadium or something like that there. I'm I'm doing uh I'm a – yeah, it was BC Place. Sure, okay, that's what it was. And I don't think it's a complete dome, or maybe they've changed it now. They called a multi-purpose stadium. It was, but back uh, then, open it, in 83. Yeah, there so, was yeah. there was no. You only played an international game. It was like the preseason. They don't want to waste a regular season game on an overseas trip. True. So you would do a preseason game where they could just be like, oh, you have lots of you know padding to recover. So you'd go to Japan. I mean, there's you'd go all over the place. Um, but it was really wasn't you know exotic like it is now, where they make a whole event out of it. You go, oh, another team week. goes. It is a it is a uh, it's an event. It's like a it's an international Super Bowl is what it turned into. Like, so it's does a that make it easier in your opinion? Well, personally, I don't think most guys want to want their whole lives disrupted. You know, it's hard enough flying from you know Boston to L.A. or you know Seattle to New York. That's hard enough as it is. But, you know, so you go there early. You get acclimated to the time. You get acclimated to just the surroundings. And then, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, you have that that you have the, the week off next because the recovery is the oh, biggest issue. Oh, you got to get the bye you gotta week. You got to have the bye that. week. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. key. So going there isn't a big deal. You leave early. You spend a lot of time there. You hit some bars. You do whatever you need to do. Uh, and then you play the game. And you, and you hopefully you stay the night. And you leave the next day. So I, I personally like it. You know, as like a one-off, it breaks up the season, you know, kind of gives you something to look forward to because it gets so monotonous during the year, especially 17, 18 weeks. So I like it. I'm all for going. I know the NFL is, and I know the players are, because where, where were they last bigger, year? They went Mexico, checks, Mexico, Germany, London. London. Yep. There's got to be something else coming up. There's got to be another well. They area well look. Go. They Qatar, were Qatar. they they were going to do China that's, going all the way back to when I was on the Patriots radio network. I remember being like, "Hey, we might well, go play not again." Anymore. No, not no, anymore. No, <laughs> no. I fixed that. Not anymore. So did uh, so did the uh, chubby general manager, the 76ers, Him too. You know what I think is next? Who? Uh, Qatar. Cutter, however you say it. Oh, uh, do you really? Yep. Do, you, do you think the NFL? Now, listen. Yep. you they know have, why? You know endless why? Endless amounts of money. That's it. Yeah. I will double what the other country paid you. I will triple it. I have 500 stadiums that nobody's used. Okay, they we use them for soccer. Now nobody uses them. I uh, listen. That may be farther on the horizon, but I wouldn't put it past the NFL to take a billion dollars to go play there. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's it's a that shot in the dark. It's something. a shot in the dark, Rash. But listen. I feel like it's... I think all options are on the table. Speaking of taking a shot in the dark, Fourier is not making a pick today like he did yesterday. We'll get to the lunchtime parlay next.
0: I've got a little a little poem that I'd like to read in honor of this occasion, if I may. It's hard to get your foot off the boat. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile... Is the
1: man who can smile when his shorts aren't too tight in the seat. <laughs> WEEI. Love WEEI. WEEI. New England's Sports Original. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI.
3: All right, here we go time parlay. Lunchtime parlay. Excuse me. Uh, last night, we let's, were let's, two for two. Yeah, let's talk about who won and who Fourier lost. Fourier nailed it. Oh. See, you're like Andy Hart. To stop comparing I me to Andy Hart. I am the latest. Right. Yeah. I would come in and go, oh, I won my pick. How did I, you guys do? Yep, that's right. Clearly that's knowing a, that we didn't get it. Correct. <laughs> I didn't that's even look what, at what you guys did. That's what you're doing I just, right I just, now. No, my thing was is all about... I don't need bragging rights. I just proved my point. That's all I'm talking about. Like, if I want to, you know, I'm slowly getting into it because I'm realizing that I can actually be good at it. That's really the key. Oh, you're one and you're, two. Yeah. Technically, hey, one. I in know, three but that really, right. That games. actually doesn't really count. If you make Billy, one of three field goals, if you make one of four extra Mahar, points, are you Mahar? good? Yeah. I'm like Jerry Jones telling me, I gotta, I'm not gonna, gonna have my job. Listen, all right, tomorrow I'm back you in. Made a, you made made it. Tomorrow I'm back in. Well, tomorrow we're going to have to pick all the division around games. Right. So it's going to be a double dose of gambling content. Mm-hmm. Five and one last week. What, oh, did I say that out loud? To totally sorry. Sorry. Again, I can't wait. <laughs> if I said to him reverse line <laughs> movement, he would be like, what? Is yeah, that exactly. when you walk out of the door backwards? <laughs> reverse the line? Is that like, no, I thought it would be a, my first instinct would say, is that some like country line dance? Reverse line <laughs> reverse movement. Reverse line movement. Yeah. Oh, now, Oh, now, now kick your heels and tap your toes and fly around and reverse line movement. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's That's for, one of those things. In unison. Well, you did a good job yesterday <laughs> right, of contributing you. to the parlay. Terp nailed his uh, thunder pick. How about this? This uh, Billy and I talk about suffering bad beats last night. Luca, Billy had Luca over 34 and a half against the Hawks. He had 19 in the first quarter, and Trey Young then gets hurt, and he ends up with 30. and And I got PC plus seven and a half. They lose by eight. How about this? With two minutes to go, a big man goes to the line for Marquette. He is a 46 percent free throw shooter. Nails them both. There's my spot right there. If that guy goes one of two as a 46 percent free throw shooter, I don't get. But instead. The the hook kills me. Last night, having PC as an underdog, I hate gambling. Actually, I love it. That's <laughs> no, I no, do no. It. You, you don't hate gambling. No, I love it. You know, you hate losing. Well, there is that. I hate it's losing like, that way. Yeah, I don't like. Would you rather lose a football game by thirty than by uh, a field goal at the horn? You know that that's a very that's an interesting debate because uh, I've gone both ways. Of course you have. I've gone both ways. Uh, yeah. What? All all depends. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get to your lunchtime parlay here. Now, I know Andrew Raycroft told us that the Islanders are not a great team. Neither are the Buffalo Sabres. And I know that the Islanders are going to get on a plane. They're going to fly to Buffalo. Buffalo's a toilet. No one wants to be there. Then again, Long Island ain't that great either. But I'm going to go with the Islanders on the money line to kind of bounce back a little bit from last night's performance. And they're even money, plus 100. So I'm going Islanders money line, plus 100 in Buffalo. Billy, what do you got there? Celtics game tonight, I'm taking Jason Tatum over 32.5 points yes. on the big stage tonight against yes. the uh, Warriors. Yeah, baby. I think this is big for his MVP candidacy. Lots of eyeballs are going to be on this game tonight tonight. I'm with you, Billy. He's going to come out ready to rock. Terp, what do you got? I'm going with the 76ers on the money
0: line in Portland. 76ers are 7-2 and two this month. They're playing really well. The reason I'm not laying the points, though, they've had two of their last three games decided by less than two points, so I'll take it on the money line.
3: Well, I know you had that James Harden over. What was it, last night or two nights ago? He had 22
0: points, and he had six. Exactly. So that was, that was awesome. I'll stick with the... 76ers theme, but I will not take any point totals with you that. You have definitely it's in
3: no, you've definitely been on the uh, the 76ers beat, which is good. And again, out in uh, Portland, Portland not bad this year. They're having a pretty good season, and uh, maybe they can uh, maybe they can finally do something with Dame Dollar out there. All right, so Islanders on the money line, Tatum over thirty two and a half against the Warriors. 76ers on the money line. Your ten dollars on this three leg parlay will win you. $56.76. Now, why is that important? Because if we hit tonight, we're in the plus money heading into the divisional round weekend of the NFL. Tons of fun. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Let's go. I'm ready. Now, even now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, man, can I jump in late? Can I do like a, like a bet? Because I, I like the Tatum angle. Now, if Jalen Brown plays, okay, we assume that Jalen Brown's going to play because he was speaking. He was talking, right? Uh, so and when that happens, you assume he's going to play. So I'm curious to know what, is that even a, is that even a line right now? Do they even have him on the board? Who's this probably now? not Jalen Brown? Probably, probably not. not. Probably not. Right. So I'm going to take a, you know, can we add this? I bet no. that he plays. Nope. It's too I bet late. He plays. It's locked. Lock that in. Well, then you, know, you bet that he plays. I bet that he plays. Oh, I got it. No. Does that count? No. Why? Okay. Why, wait, why, does, why doesn't that if, count? Because if a sportsbook doesn't offer the bet, you can't walk in and say, hey, I know Jalen Brown's <laughs> going to play tonight. I'd like to wager on him playing this wait. evening. How about you give me a line on that? Is oh, it, wait, you don't have a line on that? Well, F you. You should. So it would be it like, hey, you know what you guys should probably put up on the board is like whether or not Jalen Brown's going to play. Bam, it goes up. Bam, $1,000. Exactly. That's why they that don't do that. Would that be too obvious? Yes. Uh, that's why they don't do that stuff. I've got to get slicker. It's gotta i got to find a way to hide it. It's got to be hide waiting it for the excitement. House. Like, When you make a bet... See, that's why I could never play poker. I couldn't play poker. I have no poker face. I'd be okay. grinning, my, uh, grinning all the time. can't do it. Listen, I know it's only been, what, two full weeks or whatever it is? Yeah, not even. I can tell you <laughs> that your ability to play poker... <laughs> has nothing to do with your poker face. Really? really? Your inability to play poker. Oh, really? I thought you had to like wear like a hood, sunglasses, and then a face mask so okay. no way. You can see, everybody looks at you like a robot. Here's 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 why I pro- I think you would not be a very good poker player okay, in go the, ahead. in that scenario. Is this going to hurt my feelings? No. Okay. Can you focus for 8 straight hours no, playing cards? No chance, not a chance at right. all. Like, blackjack it, it is, blackjack to, is, would be my thing. Fast. I get my cards quick. It, it and, has nothing to do with your face. It has everything to long. do with that. Yeah. Who you to play cards and sit down for eight hours? I don't know. If I could win $8 million in the World Series of Poker, I'd like to give it a try. I would say I'll, the last thing before we go on this. I'd like to take a pie gal poker to, tournament. That's another, one that I, that's another game that I like, by Have you played pie gal? Yes, that's another game I okay, like. we can't hang out in the casino. No, no. It's, I like it. you and I will sit there and the, we'll be loud and we'll be playing pie Gow. You know no, who and, taught me to play pie gal? Who's that? Here comes a space coaster. Um, Mike Allstott. Really? Mike
0: Allstott taught me how to play
3: Mike I am not trying to trump your thing, but (laughs) you know. I have no idea how to do it. He's like, we just had a casino together. I was like, oh, okay. Do you remember the uh, sports producer at NBC Sports Boston who's now, I think, at Channel 7, Coon Lamb? Yeah. So (laughs) when he was at NBC Sports Boston, (laughs) I took Kuhn with me and I was like, dude, you gotta explain, he explained pi Gao to me and then I was the only I was the only, I don't even know how you would say, like non-Chinese person at the table. He was translating for me what they were <laughs> saying because he taught me lup lup. And when it, when the dealer doesn't have, you'll hear, when the dealer doesn't have a hand, you hear, la la, la 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 la. So I started doing it because I was hammered. This is probably like 06, 07. Maybe even, yeah, probably, I haven't even mean, been 05. He taught me how to play the game, but he was translating what all the people were saying about me. Were which they talking I loved trash it. about you, or it was they like saying good job? Frank, it was like when Frank Costanza went oh, into the nail salon. Elaine. And he knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. he knew. It was there, Korean. They I got a thing Korean. in the tail, and it was like, you brought in an in intern. <laughs> that was me, and Coon was telling me all about it. Uh, I had so much fun. It was uh, a blast. So, but, pie but, Gal, great. Yeah, so I love Pie Gal. Here's the thing with poker. First of all, I would not allow anyone to wear sunglasses. I wouldn't allow them to have headphones so they can't can't wear a hat. They can't hide their facial expressions at all, period. You have to play clean. Trust your instinct. There's none of this, like, I'm going to wear these, like, blind guy glasses, like Ray Charles glasses, and wear a hood, and, like, wear headphones. You have to be able to concentrate, and that's the game I want to see. I want to see the people who are willing to sit down for eight hours and keep their composure and not be influenced by... A squirrel or whatever. <laughs> A some squirrel. hot chick. Walking by. The the squirrel running through the uh <laughs> running into the poker room. That squirrel and here? then you go running out the door and they're like, sir, yeah. you missed it. You, yeah, here's your blind. Yeah, that's what someone goes, Squirrel. Oh my God. Yeah. We roll into the uh lunchtime hour of Gresh and Fourier. The Bruins are hot. The Celtics are playing the Warriors tonight. And A question for Christian Fourier off of what the Golden State Warriors did yesterday in D.C. That's next.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.